0: Today
1: on Real Radio.
0: He's exact. His details are perfect. Your life today and the life that you're living, listen, assuming you're walking with God, if you're not walking with God, that's okay. Just change course today and begin to walk with Him. And you're going to find order to your life. You're going to find a trajectory for your life. And listen, you may not, we will not understand all things that are taking place in our life, but you can relax. God's in control.
1: Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs, I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack now continues a series called Anchored, a study in First Peter with a message called Go Now. You know the Apostle Peter was one of the disciples of Jesus Christ and he later became the leader of the early church. His story, well, it's an ancient one, but really no different than what's happening today. We are still in need of a savior, and Christ followers still need Peter's heartfelt words of compassion and encouragement. The title of Go Now means to go and do, or go and be. It's an active call to live an intentional life, a life holy and set apart, and constantly aware of the blessed hope that Christ is returning. But how do we obey the Lord and respond to His calling when how we live is so unpopular in this world? The difference God has made in our lives is like night and day. We just have to show others how His mercy restored our brokenness and share how the goodness of God can change their lives as well. So today on day two of this message, Pastor Jack tells us that the Bible says not to conform to the demands of this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're not to be driven by our emotional impulses. Instead, we're to keep going back to the truth and yield to God's plan and guidance. And now in his message called Go Now, here's pastor and Bible teacher, Jack
0: Hibbs. Peter is saying, get ready to bring your mind under the control of God. And the picture is Egypt. When God's children were in Egypt, God told them the death angel's gonna pass over and you need a lamb's blood on your door? And isn't it interesting, church? Isn't it awesome? Aren't you encouraged that God said, tell, God tells the angel, just go down the street and look for good people who do good things all the time? Nope. Did God tell the angel, go door to door and see who tithes? Nope. Nope. None of that stuff. God told the angel, go door to door and look for blood. Who lived behind the door? Did you know if you read Exodus carefully, the Egyptians were not exempt from sacrificing a lamb and getting the blood on their doors? Did you know that? If they were listening, they could have done it. I wonder how many Egyptians were saved that night, by the way, who believed that's how, by the way, God's wrath will pass over you, because do you have the blood of the Lamb of God on your life? Jesus? You, you see such a righteousness, such a goodness, that's impossible. If you could be good and get to heaven that Jesus Christ came and died in vain. He died for our sins. The Bible says, in the book of Isaiah, there is none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says, "All of sin and come short of the glory of God. So how do we get to heaven? Blood, my friend. Blood. The blood of the precious blood of Christ Jesus. And so Peter is saying to those, gird up the loins of your mind. Get ready to run like we were back in antiquity time, ready to run out of Egypt at any moment. Take this application, Peter is saying, and gird up the loins of your mind. The word loins here, what do you think the word loins? How does this work? Loins of your mind? The word loins here in Greek is the word your descendants. Thus the word loins. You see, how does this work? Gird up the loins of your what? Of your mind. The word mind here in the Greek language is your thought life. In light of verses 1 to 12, take control of your mind and where it lives. Get control of it. Why? To have the will of God executed in your life. The loins of your mind. Isn't it amazing to realize that what you and I think has to be dealt with at all times? You and I constantly are thinking, and it's got to be dealt with. I personally believe that's one of our problems of our culture today. Well, we're not teaching our kids to think properly. Everybody's tempted, let's be honest, boy, we're gonna have to edit this out because it almost sounds like heresy in a second. Are you sitting down? Uh, bullying is a terrible thing. And uh, you know, I, the, the book Lisa and I wrote, there's a chapter in there on what happened in my life and regarding bullying. Bullying's terrible and I don't wish it upon anybody. But you can make all the laws you want, it won't change the human heart. You understand me? Here's the deal, you gotta prepare your kids to be bullied. Not to be the bully. We're raising our kids Christian. They're not to be the bully. But listen, someone's going to say something to them in life. And they need to be able to take it. They need to be able to be strong because it's not the end of the world if Johnny criticizes Billy's toy or whatever the case may be. Are you with me? It's going to happen. Prepare your children to stand in the truth that God loves them, that God thinks so highly of them that Christ came for them and that God has a plan for them. But the truth of the matter is to gird up the loins of the mind is to bring all our thoughts under the control of Jesus. What does that mean? That means everything you hear from this pulpit, everything that you hear from somebody, you need to judge it, Christian, by the word of God. Let this filter be between that mouth speaking in your ears. We need to learn how to do this. In fact, Jesus said in Luke 7.35, wisdom is justified by her children. Wisdom is justified by her offspring. So when the Bible says, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, this is very serious. Very serious. Jesus is saying, your thoughts have children. Peter is saying, your thoughts have children. What are those children of our thoughts? Decisions. Did you know that? Whatever you're thinking in the area of your mind, your thought life You're going to act on the thought, and you're going to do something based on your thought. And listen, that action is the offspring regarding our thought process. How you think, what you think, matters. What's in your mind? That's the decision you're going to make. Look, we all know people. We used to be those people. Maybe we still are those people. They just have an incredible propensity to do the wrong thing. Why does somebody keep making the wrong decision? Because, listen, the word implies that we bring the thought under the control of Christ. And, listen, this is powerful. It means to have a mind, a disposition, a character, a thought life, listen, of waiting, to be patient. He's going to reiterate this more in the second argument in a moment. Rather than reacting quickly and responding the bible says to wait. We need God's help on that. We need God's strength on that. And then also this regarding our thoughts. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Are you guys okay? I've been away from you for a few weeks and you're probably feeling like you're being abused right now. Um but this is good for us. Romans chapter 12 And I always love reading this verse because God doesn't want you to go out and kill yourself in his name. He doesn't want you to blow yourself up. Aren't you glad you worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? (laughs) Now go out there and prove your love to me and blow yourself up. No, you'll never find that in the Bible. God says the opposite. God says, if you love me, go out there and live for me. Let's go live this thing. Let's go do life. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. You know, the world wants you to conform to its demands, church family. But be transformed by the ruining of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. That is a tremendous instruction manual for life. What a great bit of information that is. That God wants you to live and he wants you to make the right decisions because God's got a right and holy plan for your life. God's will is good for you. God's will is good for us. And that's a strong thing. Number two, we look at this, is that go now is the word because we're secured by the grace of God. The grace of God. Look, the verse continues. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace. I'm gonna pause right there At the word grace. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace. The word sober here, you ought to circle it and write it down because it's a word that we all need uh, to have happen in my life. I know I do. The word neat means to be, listen, calm and level-minded. Think of a great level. You know the level, you know, level with the little ball in the middle and the bubble. How do you know if something's level? The Bible is telling us here with the word sober. He's not referring to drink. He's referring to your mind being level. The word means to be calm. It means to stop, listen, to stop being intoxicated by emotional impulses. This is a strong word. Are you prone to emotional impulses? I have to tell you, don't tell anybody, but I'm that way. Um, I'm very passionate about whatever I'm excited about. If I'm not excited about it, you'll know. I won't say anything about it. I mean, look, don't, I don't care if the Dodgers or the Angels win. I know that offends some of you greatly, and you'll never be back to this church. I don't really care, though, about, about, about the Angels or the, or the Dodgers. Uh, Here's the fun part about that. Whoever wins, that's who I decide to be rooting for at the end of the game. <laughs> uh, why? Because I don't care. It's, I'm, I don't have a dog in that fight. Does that make sense? Uh, and, and I don't get excited about everything. But in the context that I know you, if you see me on the street or wherever or here, I'm very excited about the things of God. I love the things of God. God has saved my life, God has given me purpose, God has blessed me. I can't believe I'm standing in front of you. This is a miracle. I'm so grateful to God, and I'm excited about that. But my mind, look, I have ADD. I ha- you know I have severe insomnia. Those are bad combinations, by the way, because I'm up all night and all day, and I'm thinking all the time. That ain't good. <laughs> I need to work at calming my mind down. I need meditation upon the Bible to keep the bubble in the middle. Are you with me? I know you're not like that. I'm the only one like that, apparently. I'm the one. I need God's word to stabilize the constant pull about my passions, whatever they may be. Emotional impulses can drive us and drive us to destruction. As I'm thinking about Judge Bailey, I just saw Judge Mark Peterson. Superior Court Judge Mark sitting over here. I think about the men and women who sit and they have to decipher between the motive and what's going on to make sure that this is done. Now, they may have feelings about a case. They may have feelings about what's going on. But the law is that stabilizer. Are you with me? And as Christians, this is our stabilizer. I feel like... We were in England. Lisa and I were in, in Cotswold in Cornwall, England, on our vacation. Uh, Lisa took me there for, it was my 60th birthday. She planned the whole thing, it freaked me out. It was amazing. Well, the first thing that freaked me out was driving on the wrong side of the road in the wrong side of the car. (laughs) I'm not kidding. We got out there and I'm going, and in five minutes, in five minutes, I said, what are you doing? (laughs) And then I remembered, I I was the one on the wrong side of the road. I was in their country and they're looking at me like I'm nuts and I was telling them how to drive. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm in their country. I'm the one in the wrong. And I had to bring my emotions, it's terrifying. And then we're in the countryside and the country, you're driving in a road that's hedged in by 10 foot high hedges and it's wide enough to get your car through. That's it. You have to pull your mirrors in at times and then somebody comes down the road and you have to back up a half a mile. How do you get around in this country? It was amazing. And all along the way until I began to get used to it, say, so, okay, this is the way that it is. I need, just need to be careful because I love to drive. You know that. But I was driving Lisa nuts. Poor thing, she's over there on the right side of the car but with no wheel. I'm on the wrong side with the wheel. And numerous times she, had to, she said, now, now, Jack, you're the one on the wrong side of the road here. You need to go to the left side. Because my emotions were saying one thing, and yet I had to go back to the truth. Maybe my emotions say, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to think this, I want to think that. And listen, I need to get those thoughts under control and bring them in line with the will of God. In the word of God. And that's done by the grace of God. God's grace. The Bible says, listen, the same verse, but in the King James version of the Bible, 1610 version of the Bible, it says, and read it with me, look at the screen, therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end. And this is a great word. Now, I don't know if this excites you or not, but I love the meaning of the word end here in the old King James. The word is teleos a scientific term, teleos. The word means in the original language to transfer logos, word, information, logic, data, to communicate information from point A to point B. Telios, for those of you who are in physics or mathematics, you'll recognize that that's the root word to our modern day vernacular word of trajectory. If you launch a missile or a rocket, or if you're on a flight from Los Angeles to Paris you're going to be on a trajectory satellites help that gps gps will help you with that what does it mean it means that god is saying listen christian that from the moment christ comes into your life you are on a trajectory That God has determined its finish point. Did you know that, Christian? Yield to the will of God. Embrace the grace of God in your life, in your relationships, in your business issue, in the the stuff at work or in the stuff that's taking place. Don't panic. Get the bubble in the middle of the level. You can do that through Christ because why? God's in control. Follow him and you'll find your life on a trajectory that is going to land in the exact Pinpoint spot that God has ordained. Christian, God wants you to live your life like that. That's good news. That is wonderful news. Listen, you know what should be banned from the Christian language? The word luck. There's no such thing as luck in the Christian life. If you go to Ireland, they'll tell you, may the luck of the Lord be with you. Isn't that funny? What a statement is that? the luck of the Lord. Did you know in Hebrew, there's no word in Hebrew for coincidence. There's no word because the God of the Bible doesn't operate in a coincidence. He doesn't work in chance. He's exact. His details are perfect. Your life today and the life that you're living, listen, assuming you're walking with God, if you're not walking with God, that's okay. Just change course today and begin to walk with him. And you're going to find order to your life. You're going to find a trajectory for your life. And listen, you may not, we will not understand all things that are taking place in our life, but you can relax. God's in control. I hope you know this. I hope we're all on this journey together as we follow him. You you may think this is cool or not. I don't know. I, I tried it last service and it didn't work, but... When I started looking at trajectory, it was very spiritually romantic to me to learn. It led me to, this, to a, an article regarding the Apollo space programs. And it said that at the 15-second mark of the countdown, when it reached 15 seconds before ignition, of that rocket that stands taller than, than the Statue of Liberty... NASA ground control would say to the astronauts on board, guidance is internal, close quote. Meaning that at that moment, that which was programmed on Earth had been teleos, placed now inside the aircraft or the spacecraft just before launch, which would guide them from Earth to its, or to their destination. What was external, was now placed internal. And Jesus said in John chapter 14, the Holy Spirit, who has been outside convicting you of sin and telling you about heaven, now that you open your heart to Christ, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will now dwell where? Inside of you. And from that moment on, every true believer has an internal guidance. Guidance is now internal. God leads you from the inside. That's why we give a great stress to Bible, more Bible, Bible, why? The more Bible that's in you, the greater guidance system you have for decision-making and for life. God's great grace is there for that to happen. And of course, that word grace means unearned favor. It means that you were blessed without even asking. It means that you were blessed by no means of earning it. What do you think about that? I think that's a good thing. I think that's a great thing. You want to see how it works? Class? Okay, all of you, listen. All of you, take your hand, left or right, I don't care. And look or reach under your seat and see if there's an envelope under your seat. Go ahead. If you have if you found an envelope that you don't recognize, hold it up. I'll give you a clue. Somebody needs to obey. Obey this command and look under your seat in that section over there. (laughs) Hold it up if you don't recognize it. Can you open it up? By the way, what's well, she does that. Why were some of you just looking at me? I just all I asked you to do was look under your seat and you're like this, not not gonna do it. Well, you wish you would have done it in a minute here. What, uh, what, What does that say? It's hard to read because the font is really fancy. I know. Here's what what he's reading. Never forget this. The Lord is good and he desires to favor me. And if I'm willing to believe in his promises. Then it says, present this coupon at the bookstore for a $50 gift. Right? Now, look. Listen, what did he do? What did he do to get that? He did nothing but look. What did he do to earn it? Nothing. If I, a mere little man, mere little guy, do a little pathetic, not so overwhelming illustration, but at least he's blessed by it, it should have communicated to you, wow, under my seat? I didn't do anything. I just sat here. Exactly. Exactly. Turn to Christ. Do you understand? Listen, he died on the cross for our sins. We can't pay him that debt. It's impossible. We offended him. Before we even knew he existed, we already offended him. When you and I woke up to the existence of God, we had already sinned, remember? And then he says, just bring me your sin and I'll forgive you and I'll write my name in your book of life. Well, how do, how do I get that to happen? Just come to me. In other words, open up the envelope. And some of you interesting people just looked at me a moment ago like this. I am not, I don't, pastor, I'm not gonna do one thing. You say, it could have been under your seat. You say, yeah, but it wasn't, but it could have been. That could have been yours. You don't earn it. It's given by the grace of God. God does that with His grace toward us. The Bible says, look unto the Lord and be saved, all you ends of the earth. Look to Him.
1: Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. Here on Real Radio. In a message called Go Now. Thanks for joining us today. You know, our hope is that you don't wait until it's too late, but come to that saving grace of Jesus Christ right away. Go Now is part of Pastor Jack's series called Anchored, a study in First Peter. It's a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution and whose compassion for others, quite frankly, still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. You know, in this life, we don't always have the luxury of choosing. But Peter makes it clear that we can choose where we're going to spend eternity. Still, before you decide, you may have some questions. I get that. Or maybe you just don't know where to go from here. We'd like to help. Simply go to our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org, and click on that tab there that's labeled Know God. That's K-N-O-W, God. And once you're there, we're pretty sure you're going to find the answers you're looking for. You are not here by accident. That's the truth. There's a reason why you're listening to this broadcast right now. God truly does love you, and he wants you to spend eternity in heaven with him. Again, it's the No God tab. It's at our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. And if you need to get a hold of us for any reason, you can call us at 877-RR-RADIO. That's 877-777-2346. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 1273, Chino Hills, California, 91709. And don't forget, we have other ways to connect with us, such as Facebook, Instagram, and the Real Life with Jack Hibbs app. Or you can visit our website at reallifewithjackhibbs.org and click right there on our contact tab. It's real easy, and we'd be happy to get back to you. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.